Welcome to the HR Chat Podcast, bringing the best of the HR and talent communities to you. Welcome to another episode of the HR Chat Podcast, brought to you by the HR Gazette. I'm your host today, Bill Bannum, and today I am joined by Nicole Bendali. Nicole is a speaker, author, and president of team performance and development companies Connect, Team Fitness Tool, and Healthcare Team Fitness Tool. Connect and its partner brands offer learning and development programs, tools, and services designed to help teams and leaders achieve better results. Nicole, welcome to the HR Chat podcast. Hi, Bill. Thanks for having me. We've we've got lots of questions for you today. Um, let's let's jump straight in. Firstly. If you, if you don't mind just introducing yourself to our listeners, tell them a bit about who you are and what you do. Sure. I'm Nicole Bendeley, and as Bill said, I'm the president of Connect, and um, our sole focus at Connect is helping teams and leaders to really tap into the best of themselves and those they work with for the purpose of really achieving better results with less struggle. We really are solely focused on helping people to thrive more at work, have better experience experiences and stronger interprofessional relationships at work so that everyone together can deliver better results for the organization. And we've been doing this for about 30 years now. We're a small family business and uh, focused on really giving our best to our clients so that they can give their best to their work and to their colleagues. Okay, thank you. Now, now, um, I think you've been president at Connect for coming up to 15 years. So tell us a bit about uh, your career history before taking on that role. Sure. I Prior to joining that role, I was in the financial services industry focused on marketing and uh, direct marketing. And um, I'd always had a love of marketing, but I also had a love for helping people and helping teams. And it was through my role as a leader um, at a large bank here in Canada, that I realized I wasn't as focused as much on the response rates for our direct marketing campaigns. I was more focused on helping my team to perform at their very best. And so when I realized that, I realized that I wasn't in the right job for me. I wasn't focused on what I cared most about and was most passionate about. So I took a leap of faith and, and joined my mother's business and have been running it ever since. Now, uh, listeners, I've, I've had the pleasure of knowing Nicole and her mother for a few years now, and they are awesome people, super helpful to, to organizations. And you know, they've published lots of amazing texts and uh, they've created lots of awesome courses. And I believe, actually, you're, you're just about to launch a new online course uh, in the healthcare sector. Is, is that correct? Yes, we are. So we, we work in a number of sectors, uh, corporate as well as not-for-profit and public, and do quite a bit of work in healthcare as well for the purpose of improving the quality of patient care by improving how healthcare practitioners work together in the delivery of care. And our book, um, Improving Healthcare Team Performance, has really taken off over the past few years, and we've created a course based on that book. And the book is required reading at Royal Roads University and a number of other universities across Canada and in the United States now. And so we've created an e-course that we're launching based on the book, and it's solely designed to help healthcare leaders 
to enable their teams to work as effectively as possible in the delivery of extraordinary patient care. Perfect. Okay. So Connect talks about the seven elements of an exceptional team. Can, Can you briefly walk me through those? Sure. About 25 years ago, Leslie Bendeley, the founder of our business, noticed that some of the teams that she worked with that were high-performing teams were really able to achieve extraordinary results with ease. Um, and then other teams that she worked with were evidently you know, struggling. And so she began to ask the question, what's the difference between teams that can achieve exceptional results with ease and those that struggle to keep up? And what she discovered over the years of asking and answering that question um, is that teams that can consistently perform with ease, and with ease I mean there's just not that daily struggle. They're producing results quickly, um, efficiently. There's low turnover. There's low conflict. When there is conflict, it's, it's managed in a way that actually is for the good of the team. Right? They, they come out better as a result of that conflict. Um, there is higher productivity and, and high levels of engagement. And what she noticed is that those teams that produced exceptional results with ease demonstrated a core set of practices consistently that other teams did not. And so these seven elements capture those behaviors and practices. And so some of the elements include, for example, a healthy climate. So teams that perform well are conscious of creating an environment in which trust and respect one another, um, in which there is open communication. Um, Teams that thrive are also highly cohesive. And by cohesive, I mean team members are pulling in the same direction towards common goals. So people are aligned with the same priorities. They know without a doubt what success looks like, and they know without a doubt the behaviors and practices that they need to focus on in order to achieve success. And they are all committed to that and committed to holding each other accountable. Another area is also being change compatible. The teams that perform at their best are open to whether or not they agree with it or not. Um, they always look for ways to execute against the change in a way that will make their team better and will support their customers or clients at the end of the day in the best way possible. So those are just three of the seven elements, but the three that I just touched on are, you know, healthy climate, having a cohesive team, and a team that is highly change compatible. The other elements, just at a high level, include being innovative. So innovative thinking, group work skills, working effectively in a meeting. So the best teams spend less time in meetings than other teams because they use their time wisely. And they come away from those meetings making the decisions, being aligned on next steps, and actually following through and holding each other accountable to those next steps. And team members' contribution is another element, which basically measures the degree to which team members live up to expectations and proactively get things done. And then finally, shared leadership. So there is shared accountability within the team for the success of the team, that it's not just the leader making decisions and solving problems, 
it's the team as a whole that are um, participating in decision making and owning the decision. So those are those are the the main elements of a high performance team bill. And we can people can learn more about that at toconnect.com. The number two, K-I-N-E-C-T.com. Tell me about getting buy-in. Um, so you said one of one of the one of the one of the elements there is around um, the idea of being open to change. And do you, do you when when Connect uh, offers consultation services and they go into an organisation, say, um, how how do you how do you shape that from the beginning so you don't get pushback from certain team members from the team throughout the engagement? Exactly. So in terms of getting buy-in to do any any assessments that might come as part of the process to understand what the strengths and weaknesses are, for example, any any pushback on. Um, any development programs that come off of a result of the assessments that are being done? Uh, how do you manage that? Building support for any initiative up front is, is huge. So we base all of our engagements and interactions on the Kurt Lewin change model. And the first part of the Kurt Lewin change model is the unfreeze phase, which is unfreezing people's mindset. Right, getting out of the status quo or 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 you know the the resistance or the assumptions that people have about a change or an event or or um, a team development initiative, for example. So that unfreeze piece, building buy-in and understanding around the why this process is going to help the team, what they're going to gain out of it, and what the next steps will be and how improvements or benefits will be gained is a really important piece. We will not start any initiative just by, hey, here we are at this team development workshop. We stay away from one-day wonders where people just show up and then leave and there's no process aligned to it. So in the unfreeze phase, we work very closely with, first of all, the leader to build understanding as far as what would they and the team like to experience and walk away having achieved and what change do you want to achieve as far as team behavior and performance. And so we need to become aligned on that and we need to also understand what the team members want to experience and walk away with having achieved through the whole process. So we meet with the the leader to understand that and then we meet with the team. And by asking them what do they want to experience, what do they want to achieve, what do they what are they missing, what do they need, by having that interaction with the team, we are building buy-in through that process because we're then designing the process based on their needs. And there's a lot of interaction throughout any of our team or leadership development process to ensure that people are engaged. So that upfront piece is very important, even in advance of the team assessment itself. People feel comfortable being as open and honest. Well, are there are there generally just commonalities and you know, one or two different priorities? Oh, sure. Sometimes um, there are different needs that are identified from the team, you know, depending on the leader. The leader might be highly connected and highly engaged with their team and, and, and very in the know as far as what's working and what's not. But some leaders aren't. And so we always loop back in with the leader and then we recommend, make a recommendation as far as what the process looks like and what the areas of focus will be based on feedback from the leader, feedback from the team, and feedback from the team assessment. 
So those are those three points that we draw data from to be able to design the best process. So let's let, let's focus on the leader now. What what are the personality traits that make for uh, a successful leader of, of a team? I very much believe that you can develop your leadership. And when we talk about personality, that's more ingrained in who we are and more difficult to change our personality, right? We can we can change our behaviors, um, but innately, you know, our personality is, is our personality. So core competencies and behaviors of exceptional leaders really boil down to a few things. A, a true leader is really about enabling other people to bring their best self. And that involves being connected and focused on relationships. So the best leader is is somebody who is connected with their team members and show and they show that they value their team members' skills and experiences and they show that value by inviting their input, by coaching and through recognition of, of their skills and their efforts um, and the small wins as well, not just the big successes. And so the best leaders are highly connected to their team. Um, they empower their team members to make decisions and be a part of decisions and give them responsibilities to shine. And, and they really um, aren't, dicta- they don't dictate how things happen or, or overly direct. They play more of a coaching role in, in leading the team and get out of the center of the circle, so to speak, and allow the team to do their work effectively with guidance and support from the leader wonderful thank you very much we're um we're getting towards the end of this particular show uh but before we wrap up just a last couple of questions for you nicole firstly outside of the the online courses you mentioned earlier what what, any other plans for 2017 in terms of new programs initiatives are you speaking at any events coming up in in the next 12 months for example we're really focusing on our online learning. It's our online learning platform where we'll be rolling out e-courses for leaders around um, our next one that we'll be rolling out in March will be Game-Changing Practices of Extraordinary Teams, which will be a seven-module e-course for leaders um, that gives them practical tools to um, tap into the very best of their teams. Um, so really focusing on our on our e-learning, our team development tool, which is a leader's personal team development system that they can use, which is the team fitness tool. And then working with, um, you know, continuing to work in person with those organizations that are looking for, um, you know, team development as opposed to a team building workshop. Um, so continue to work with our clients in manufacturing and healthcare and retail and in, in banking over the over the next year is our focus right now. Awesome. And just finally, how can our listeners learn more about you? Sure. Our listeners can go to toconnect.com um, and our healthcare listeners can go to connectforhealthcare.com and that's the number four. Perfect. Well, that just leaves me to say, Nicole, thank you very much for, for being our guest today. Great. Thanks so much, Bill. I appreciate the opportunity. And listeners, I've been your host, Bill Bannum, and this has been the HR Chat Podcast brought to you by the HR Gazette. Thank you for listening to the HR Chat Podcast brought to you by the HR Gazette.